Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. The only word podcast sponsored by Poncho's Pizzarello. <laughs> Wait, that's not right. Poncho's Pizza. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking up right out of the game. Dude, whatever. Um, yeah, this particular episode is, is sponsored by Poncho's Pizza. The only pizza... That sings you to sleep, so. <laughs> Precisely. All right. So welcome to Don't Beat Him. It's, it's a word podcast. We're like back. Robert just said, we're back after uh, a two-week break from when we last recorded. Which is normal. That's not a, that's just the that's, that's time. That's the new way we do that it. That we do it. Yeah. There was one, if you listen to the episodes one to 10, it was every week. 10 oh weeks in a row. Oh my God. Well, no, we did 20 no, no, 20, in a row. 20, 20, one to 20. Every single week, 20 weeks in a row. And that and was then, also the, wasn't that also the time when we were going to Japan? Like yeah. we even set up pre yeah. we we pre-made multiple yeah. episodes for while we were away. And then like 21 to 24 I was living we, abroad so just anytime I, I was home for New Year's. Three episodes. And you came to Barcelona and recorded one. We did one there, right? And so then 25 to 72. Wow, is that tr- is that when when you moved back to Philly? Yeah, I think so. It was 25. It was 25 or 26. So from episode 25 to oh 72, God. we've been back in Philly every two weeks. We're, we're on a tear. Yeah, I was, just, I was just thinking like the first 25 episodes seemed so monumental, yeah. but now we're way past. Right, we're soaring. Like doubling that. Yeah. And you know what? That there was like that whole idea of will we ever get to 100? It feels like inevitable now. I feel like we have momentum. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll stop at 100 as a way to round it out. No, and then we only do. <laughs> um, let's get a strombo. Yes, we can do a lot of them. Hey, speaking of uh, let's get a strombo, I had a strombo last night. Oh shit, really? And I reheated it for breakfast. I have uh, dinner tonight. Oh man, that sounds really good. Actually, listen to this. So I miss I, eating strombos. Well, it's almost strombo season, so it's true. Don't worry. Um, but my, I went to visit a an, a retired work friend last night, and she was like. Oh, um, here, you could put your beer down over there. Uh, do you want some stromboli? It's heating up in the oven. And I was like, Strombo season! <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what's funny? Like, someone offering us a stromboli now, yeah. it's like, they're just like, oh, you want some of this stromboli? They don't know how funny that is. It's like insane. Yes, I want this stromboli. You know, or that we're, that we, we played a huge role in the, the um, emergence, the re-emergence yeah. of Stromboli into popularity. That's what I'm saying. Because like, we did the only Let's Get a Strombo episode. Yes. And yeah, and if anybody else wants to claim that they did, bring them to me. And, and I'll tell them where address. to go. <laughs> yeah, here's Ryan's address. That so. was a clip. So, oh yeah, yeah. I got a, <laughs> we got a new mic. I got a new mic. I got a whole new setup here. Yeah, so if Albert sounds a little bit different because of that, but we, we just got to... We're trying to dial it in. We got to dial it in. You yeah. Know, we'll get it there for you. Um, oh, also, we've been getting a lot of emails. People want us to start taking the whole episode a little bit more seriously. Okay. So, <laughs> we get a lot of emails. People go, right, hey, play let's it straight. play it straight. Get straight to the, the history and you yeah. know act like a serious educational thing, okay? So we've sure. been getting a lot of emails that are requesting it. So this episode's going to be... A little bit more straight and and we have and a, narrow. we have a guest straight and narrow a guest here and it's Vivaldi <laughs> <laughs> the composer <laughs> yeah like why because it makes us seem more refined <laughs> and we have resurrected from the dead your favorite pop star mine Vivaldi 
Let's get a Vivaldi. <laughs> Play it, sister. <laughs> so anyway, we are at the top of the show right now. And yeah. I had a couple of things I wanted to bring up to Ryan without discussing ahead of time uh, to right. make so it yeah, more like a normal it? conversation. Okay. Okay. So I mentioned that I had some stromboli last night. Oh, there was a, there was a second part of that. Somebody showed up later and yeah. they brought a stromboli. Wow. There were two strombolis. God, it's the strombo season. And they're not even thinking about it. So that's what you wanted to tell me? No, that wasn't even on, actually, that's not even on my list. Oh. But I did say at one point, she said, you could put down your beers. And you know what kind of beers I bought last night for the first time in my life? Keystone Ice. No. What? No. Grolsch. Grolsch oh, yeah. beers. Grolsch those, is great. Those bottle Yeah, the tops. green bottles and the, the cap stay on with the little thing. Yeah. So I always wanted to do it. And... I, I I tried them and I was like these are amazing but by the time I got to and they come with four packs which is mm, but they're bigger bottles right so mm, <laughs> I know I'm losing out I did the math but oh, anyway that but it's fun they're still so fun um, I was like by the time I got to my third one I was like I feel bad what am I going to do with this bottle? Because, you know, the recycling system is already so messed up. And there's a little rubber stopper on there. And I'm like, if I throw this in the recycling, it's just got to go into a trash pile in China or something. Well, yeah, but that's everything. I know. I know what are you but, talking about? I know, but like, because I know they're so strict. Yeah. And there's a rubber stopper on that fancy top. Yeah. Do you know... What percentage of things that Americans recycle actually get recycled? Yeah, you were telling me the other night because like even like the the label on there or something is it's no good. Eight point four percent. That's higher. I thought you were gonna say point eight four percent. I mean that that would have been insane, but that's an insane number. No, it's very low because most people are recycling. You know, like majorly in their you kitchens. Have I think. to try. That's the thing. Like, but. 8% of what you recycle in a year actually gets recycled. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I know. So just buy your fucking Grolsch bottle. I bottles, know the dude. Grolsch bottle is definitely not going to get recycled. There's too many. Oh. There's like metal and a plastic and like a rubber and then there's the glass. Uh-huh. That's not. Yeah, that's, that's fucked. But on top of that even, I feel like there's too nice to get rid of. Those bottles are so nice. Well, which, also, which brings us to Lucky Buddha. Albert uh, and I yes. love Lucky Buddha. Um, beer and also the bottle looks like used a little to, Buddha. Used to, but they just changed it. So if you see the old school Lucky yes. Buddha bottles, just buy them up. You can keep keep one. <laughs> send a few to us, yes, please, because we need those. Uh, I need. I we we need we them. need. <laughs> so we go to Han Dynasty, which was now a little bit ago, and ordered some Lucky Buddhas. And the guy brings us over these smooth bottles, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, dude, tell me about it. Do you remember how cool those bottles used to be? And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's well, like, just for that, I'm going to give you guys 10% at off. At least, did he actually? Remember, he I, he hooked us up. Remember, he was like, oh, there's only like one minute of happy hour left, but you guys are good. Like, whatever. Yeah. He was uh, cool. He was cool, yeah. Yeah, he knew. He knew there was a problem with the bottle. Talk about the industry standard. That guy is it. <laughs> Send him a tip. Dude, that guy rules. We gave him a good tip because he, oh. he was really nice. Anyway, so if you see the old Lucky Buddha bottles that Lucky? are actually Lucky Buddha bottles that are in like the, the bottles are like shaped like the Buddha, please call us. We will hang out with you. Mm -hmm. And keep them, pups. And then keep them, yeah. You had another thing to bring up? or Yeah. Okay. So 
I feel like on weekend mornings, what my new go-to has been to watch an episode or two of Mr. Bean with my coffee. Oh, that's nice. Feels right for the morning. Yeah, it's awesome. And I've seen this intro a million times, but when the episode starts, there's this beam of light, and then Mr. Bean gets dropped on the ground, and then he runs about, and like... Does it imply that he's an alien? Well, so what I always what I always thought was it was implying that he was abducted by aliens and then they dropped him and he's like, oh, like, like what an odd, <laughs> what an odd, they're trying to learn like the normal version of, of humanity and they, yeah. they happen to grab Mr. Bean. Like yeah. that's going to give them a really weird sense of what humans are. Right. But today, for some reason, I thought I'm like drinking my coffee and then he gets zoomed down and I was like, heaven. <laughs> He's an alien. He's the alien. <laughs> like, it changes the whole show if he's an alien. But there's no way they wrote... They, like, that's just a coincidence. Like, Dude, they didn't write that in is mind. is that a coincidence? Yeah. Because it's just supposed to be him, like, dropping from a spotlight into the, the credits, right? I mean, it's kind of like, what else drops you from the sky? And he looks up at it, and then yeah. he runs around, and he looks, like, confused. So I'm thinking, like, what if that is the... Like, what if that... the the writer of Mr. Bean was like, I'm just going to pepper in this slight idea that he's actually an alien. Right. Because the thing that changes everything. Everything. Yeah. Because like, you know, we've had, uh, there's been conversations had where you kind of go like, oh, is, is Mr. Bean like autistic or is he, is he actually like an asshole really? You know? Mm -hmm. But it's like, what if he's an alien? Yeah. It's a whole different spin on it. Yeah, that's crazy. I have to watch them all over again now thinking that. <laughs> what a good reason to rewatch them. Yeah. So anyway, okay. call in if you think Mr. Bean's an alien. Yeah, just call in. Uh, you can pull over the car. You know how to work the phone. Yeah. Also, call in if you're just like, uh, duh, that's the point. Like, this is such an No, obvious... that is not. Okay. No one says that. Okay, okay, good. No one thinks right. that he's not included in any, like, sci-fi okay. anything. But what if that was the Easter egg forever? And then, like, what if we broke that? Yeah. And we're like, they're like, Mr. B- now welcoming to Sci-Fi Con 2023 for the first time ever. Rowan Monsieur Bean. <laughs> Monsieur Bean. <laughs> And he's like, finally. <laughs> anyway. That'd be crazy. Okay. I've also, I think maybe why you were saying this, because I think I guessed you, you it. You zoned out a bit. And I didn't zone out, but I did guess <laughs> um, that you were going to say maybe he was dropped from heaven. Because oh, that's like, interesting. Like he's an angel. That's like, all right, we're just going to. So what if he's just an angel walking the earth? But what is the point of I that angel? He's like a fallen angel, but like not <laughs> yeah. evil. He just like literally fell. Yeah, they're like, dude, you <laughs> got to go to yeah, earth, man. Yeah, you're we're annoying. Yeah, we're, we're not into it. We're just going to throw you back down there. Like you need to learn how to like be a better person before yeah. you be an angel. You need a couple more lifetimes. Yeah. So that that's also, that could be an interesting rewatch. Like a, it's yeah. not as interesting as the alien rewatch, but... Well, maybe He's by the time angel. we're sick of the whole alien thing, then we need the angel thing. Also, do aliens have <laughs> angels? And if so, where oh. are they? <laughs> yeah, like you think like angels are sitting up there in like the Silver City and be like, what do you think's out there? They're like, we know everything. <laughs> it's like the whole, we know everything. <laughs> we're freaking angels, man. The aliens are angels, right? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if if angels started like wondering about what else is out there, right. I think their whole thing is like, we know everything. We just don't know. Are we good? Are we evil? Do we have free will? We don't know. I don't. You know, I've never thought of angels as knowing everything. Yeah, me neither. Actually, as being all knowing. Me like neither. they only know what they already know, plus 
what the afterlife looks like in their general yeah. vicinity. I guess I guess I would think that they would have like an understanding at least of what's all out there. I think they struggle a lot with like what's God's deal. <laughs> like the angels are having guy they're having no guy. interaction with God. Like they're not really getting a piece of that. No, but then right? like, I feel like some of them are like, "Oh, we love you God," and then others are like, <laughs> "Dork angels." <laughs> And then there's the whole Lucifer thing. Like that makes perfect sense. They're just like, exactly like us. Yeah. But we're the we're the cool angels. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> okay, so we got a couple other top of the show things here. Wait, I thought we were mo- about to move on. Are you kidding? That was only two of my. How many? Of, I only have one more. Okay, what is it? Okay, so you know how Botox is very popular right now. Okay. I, like insanely popular. It's like All right. right. Okay. I didn't know. It is. Okay. Like every. There's a lot of people get it, right. right? And did you know that Botox is short for botulinum toxin? And it used to be called sausage disease in Germany. Sausage disease. Because they, because like they believed they were getting it from eating the sausage. Because <laughs> you didn't want... See, dude, remember botulism, yeah. right? That's the... Yeah, That's what people are injecting into their face. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And it makes you hotter somehow. Listen, uh, we do not condone getting Botox to increase your physical appearance and make you hotter, like I Albert just I, said. No, no, no. I don't. I think it's crazy that everyone. Oh, we also don't think anyone's crazy for getting Botox. Mm-hmm. But like, seriously, like a 26-year-old told me the other day that she gets Botox. I'm like, you're 26. Maybe it's fun. It's fun. Well, actually, they do say that it does stuff with like your. It actually makes you happier or whatever. But really, my final point about Botox is in the United States, it's packaged in vials of 100 mouse units. One mouse unit corresponds to what it takes to kill a mouse. Yikes. So when you buy Botox to inject into your face, it comes in vials of 100 mouse deaths. Jesus, that's that's a weird way to measure things. Right? (laughs) Yes. That's because it like used to be a really, really bad thing. But now wow. we're like somehow injecting it into it. Also, uh, my friend's daughter just got this face uh, process called like the vampire or whatever, where yeah. they take blood from your legs and spike it all over your Whoa. face. And when you walk home, I don't know why you're walking, but <laughs> it looks like your face is covered in blood. And why are you, why are you doing Something that? Something about it's supposed to like rejuvenate some blah blah blah. Is it whatever. actually is that is it bullshit? Or I mean, it actually they do, do something? it to you. I don't listen. I would like to say I don't think any of this shit does anything, but I do know people that get Botox and then they like they're like, look at this before and after. I'm like, wow, that's actually crazy. Huh. All right, let's get some. We should. How much is that? We can a lot. I think. Oh shit. Although I think some insurance is like Man. starting to cover it if you really? say it's for migraines. All right, well, we got we let's have get migraines. some migraines. <laughs> let's do the Albert and Ryan get Botox, um, Botox episode, Dude. and we'll see if people can tell that um, whether like our voices are different or not. And then we'll be like, "Hey, Doc, got anything to say here?" <laughs> They're like, "Why is your mouth weird?" Oh, <laughs> I thought this was a dentist sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Dentist skit. All right, let's. Um. All right, this is don't be an idiom. We're we're uh, going to jump into two different idiom origins. We're just gonna play a game to see who goes first, and then uh, we present the idioms. The other person takes a guess about where that guess came from, it. and then boom, 
And then it is over. You get to go home, and all is well. You have to email us for a work cited, but we will provide it. Goddamn right. <laughs> We're going to be playing left, right, center. And we'll be back after these message alls. All hail the chef, everyone. I won. Okay. The streak is dead. Long live the streak. Goodbye, streak. All right, Albert. What's your idiom today? Mm. I think you're so fucking special. Okay. So here's the... What is that your idiom? Are you sneaking yours in ahead of me? No. Okay. So my idiom is like... Do you ever feel like someone's trying to like come at you with a needle or something and you'd be like, Hey, dude, I ain't going to be your guinea pig, man. <laughs> nobody says that <laughs> oh totally well not the whole thing but like to say be like like oh i'm not your guinea oh, pig. i'm not your, or or just guinea pig like does that mean this, you can't test on me right this person like, you, can, like you can't test this out on me right if you're saying i ain't no guinea pig you can't <laughs> test it out on me but if you're just like if, if like a doctor is being like wringing his hands and he's like see that there that's our guinea pig oh yeah and like and oh then this God. guy's like what <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I've never really thought of that as being an idiom, but it is. Oh, it totally is. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, well, okay. And, well, go ahead. Ryan's going to tell us what the meaning of it is first. Um, I already kind of forgot. When you're, you're, the, per, you're the person who's the experiment. Yeah. Or, or you're the person that's going to be tested on. A person used in an experimental or untried capacity. Okay, right. You got that's right on. So now, where do you think this comes from? Hmm. But also, hmm. we have a guinea pig living at our apartment right now. <laughs> right. So it's like last couple of weekends, my roommate's been like, "Hey, can you look after Miss Cherry?" Is her name, mm -hmm. and she's very cute. But mm -hmm. like, she's a guinea pig. Yeah. Um, my my sister had some guinea pigs, and I, I don't think she liked them. Very right, much. as a child, I know it's so. Funny. No, no, recently, like for my for my niece. Oh. I, you know, personally, no offense, everyone, but like, I only I think the only two animals that are really good for homes are cats and dogs because mm -hmm. they can just kind of roam around and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like everything else is like within a cage, within a cage. Yeah, you know, guinea pig, hamster, rabbit, fish, bird. Yeah. Like all those are like, just let them go mm -hmm. or eat them. Eat guinea pigs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Listen, I have to guess. I'm going to guess the origin <laughs> of this idiom here. I'm going to say it was in the 1950s in mm -hmm. America. And <laughs> don't do that. And, you know, this, this doctor from uh, New Guinea he got an internship in at a great school in, in the States and he came on over and he got hired. And uh, so he joined the, the team of researchers at uh, the, you know, University of, of uh, Harvard, Harvard, <laughs> <laughs> the University of Harvard or Yale. Um, One of the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they were. 
they were getting the lab experiments out and it all day every day rats 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 oh yeah like yeah. for experiments oh yeah yeah they're going through them like you wouldn't believe like laundry sheets wouldn't it be funny if um the reason <laughs> that, isn't that going through like laundry sheets yeah i, I bet a, a lot of people don't at wash them as much as they should yeah um wouldn't it be funny if the reason that like scientists started using like mice and rats for experiments is because they were like trying to do experiments but like they're like damn there's so many rats and mice in here Ugh. and then they just are like time to die and they start stabbing them with needles and then they're like huh this is this i think we've got something here and they yeah. start shooting the blood into their mouth oh my god yeah i mean that's sort of an origin within my origin <laughs> but <laughs> that's interesting so anyway, as Albert just mentioned, rats were super popular to experiment on. Right. And uh, but people were getting pretty grossed out um, by having to deal with the rats all the time. Right. And so the doctor who was from New Guinea, he said, "Listen, where you know where I'm from, we've got." A rat, but it's a little cuter. Uh, yes, <laughs> and it's cuter, and it's a little cuddly, and it's it's um, it can be they're dumb, they're annoying, they make an annoying sound, but I could just you know maybe we can ship those over and use them you know for our experiments here, and everyone was like, that is That's a good, good idea. I'd love to not touch a rat ever sure. again. Wow, you know that's true. Yeah. Like they are much. Not, they 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 seemed they seem better groomed, much better groomed. It's because of all the extra. It's they're fluffier. It's probably all the hay that they eat. It's probably because they're not eating. You know, corpses in the sores. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like drinking up heroin and sewer like, water and being like, "What's that? A grease pool?" <laughs> Anyway, they are greasy, greasy rats, man. He, he got in touch with like an uncle or something, and he's like, "Yeah, well, let's get something going, let's sign some contracts, and we'll ship all of our guinea pigs uh, to Harvard, the University of Harvard." Ooh la la! <laughs> and from there, they became, you know, like synonymous with a thing you do an experiment on. Yeah, and it all started there. And like all the doctors are like the the new crate of guinea pigs and like holding them, petting them, like ooh, rubbing them on their face and stuff. They're like, all right, let's give these things cancer. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think that would it's be the, the grim truth. I think that would be the hard. Like it's like nice that they're cleaner and look better, but then mm -hmm. you got to give them cancer. Yeah, but it's all for the uh, the good of mankind. Well, you know what? Um, to feed mankind. Feed mankind, right? Twilight Zone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, Ryan was actually pretty close on that because uh -huh. you know, like I said before, uh, this was an idiom that I kind of never really went for because it just seems so dang obvious, right? Yeah, and um, it kind of is. So let's just say this, right? Uh, in the early 20th century is the first time that a like humans being tested on was referred to as a guinea pig. Okay. And um, here's the thing. This is the first time it was alluded to in print. 1913. A little man Wait. named George Bernard Shaw. Oh, the playwright. Right? Mm -hmm. And he had this thing called the quintessence of Ibsenism. 
now completed. And here's his quote. It says, the folly which sees in the child nothing more than the vivisector sees in a guinea pig, mm. something to experiment on with a view to rearranging the world. Whoa. And vivisection is very exciting. Ooh, that's a, what a, a word. Ooh. That just cuts right through. <laughs> Some Frankenstein shit. Right? Yeah. Um, apparently he was kind of like a, he would be like one of those people today. He's like a veg, like staunch vegetarian. Mm-hmm. and was like an animal lib kind of guy. Yeah, like sure. Probably like break animals out of zoos animal rights and shit. activist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was the first time that it was written down about us being like what we know as the guinea pig, sure. which was very similar to what you guessed about it being about guinea pigs and experiments. Uh-huh. Right, it alludes to that, I think, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. That's the whole thing. Because the reason that, that made sense that he said that was because they've been experimenting on guinea pigs since the early 17th century at least. Whoa. Was when it was, okay. um, was, when it was uh, documented. I bet you're going to tell me at some point like where guinea pigs are native to, right? Because I'm curious about that. Yes. Okay. Because this might be, you know... It's not so much an idiom of questionable origin. It's like an idiom of the reference. Why the name is the name is a questionable origin. That sentence made no sense. No, it it will. Okay. It will when I when I'll I listen back. when I um, tell you what I'm me. about to say. <laughs> okay. So all right. So look, guinea pigs have been used in experiments at least since yeah. the 17th century. Get it? And that's because they have this like similar susceptibility to infections and like um, their their immune system is really similar to humans. Mm. Right. Um, So they have been experimented on, but like, but what's the deal with the name? Why are they called Guinea pigs? What is the deal? All right. Their name is, is is Oh, wait, can I take another guess? Is it about the coin? Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I'm going to, I'm going to touch on that. Their name was first written down in this William Harvey's medical textbook called Anatomical Exhortations Concerning the Generation of Living Creatures, 1653. Hmm. And in that, it was spelled G-I-N-N-Y pig, guinea pig. Oh. Right? Yeah. So that's the first time it was called that. But, like, here's the thing. Um, I I thought I would start with, okay, the two words, guinea pig, right? Why is it, why the pig part? I, I started with the pig part because it seems like a lot more obvious is because they do kind of look like pigs and make like grunting noises. They, well, I guess they make little grunting like, noises. They don't look like pigs. In a way, they kind of do. do they're they? like all fat all around. Okay. Right? Yeah. And their Latin name is Cavia Porcellus, which means little pig. Interesting. And there was this habit apparently at the time of naming any, like just kind of sort of offhandedly calling um, small animals that mm-hmm. were vaguely porcine was the word, mm-hmm. um, pigs or piggies. Yeah. And um, there, was, there was a minute there where they were called a Spanish coney. Hmm. Remember the conies? Oh, yeah. Rabbits. Right, yeah, right? yeah, right. There was this uh, 1710 edition of the British Apollo, which was containing 2,000 answers to curious questions. And they were calling guinea pigs Spanish conies. Oh, nice. That's so fancy. It was very fancy. Um, and then there was this one other theory that the OED um, puts out there that the animal was perhaps thought to resemble the young of the guinea hog, which was a river pig found in cool. Guinea. 
River pig. That's, that sounds River like a good pig, life. Yes. Oh, dude, you're you're just like because you're probably big and you're probably like you don't have. It's probably similar to like a hippo, right? Yeah. Who's hey, your predator? I don't know. You're just like slopping just around. Good, good life. Yeah. Is Coney Island named after the Spanish Coney? Oh God, that's a great question. Hmm. Just, Rabbit Island. Yeah, I wonder if they. Used to, I wonder when they the Dutch got there before it was like a city. If it was like covered with rabbits, that makes sense. Beach Maybe. rabbits. Beach rabbits. Right? Aren't they? Is, is Cody Island like beach a, rabbits? Beach rabbits. River pigs. <laughs> Dude, These are good lives. I'll, yeah, I'll take either one. Flip a coin. <laughs> Flip a coin. Sorry. All right. So, um, anyway, that was the part about the pig. But Ryan, you mentioned earlier about does this have anything to do with the guinea coin? And my first note in the guinea section is. It is not because of the guinea coin because they weren't even struck until 1663. Okay. And that dude with the book mentioned guinea pigs before that. Right. Okay. Right. So that's, there's no connection there. And it's also not that they're from Guinea because Guinea is in East Africa, but Guinea pigs are from the Andean region of South America. Oh. So they're not from, because that was something I I was like, okay, they must be from Guinea at least. Um, Yeah. I mean... Yeah, but I get that that doesn't necessarily mean they're from there. No, it doesn't because, uh, like, people didn't really know what the fuck was going on. When people left on a boat, they're like, where are they going? (laughs) And there was this one other thing that the the OED said that the guinea was often used to uh, denote unspecified or unknown faraway land. So you could be Mm. like, oh, they're going to Guinea. Oh, and like, yeah, they don't, that's just the hell knows. they're going far away and we don't know where that right. is. Yeah. So there's some theory that could that be Argentina actually, could be Canada, <laughs> could be Florida. Yeah. Like, but like that, like they, because there was actually these boats called Guinea men, which were slave ships uh, that sailed from the UK to Africa and then to the Americas. So there's this idea that maybe people were mistaken mistaken about where the slave ships were going mm-hmm. and you're going like oh well they're going to guinea um which is a faraway place but it's almost kind of like it's like you're like I'm, I'm thinking of a place but i don't i'm not seeing anything in my mind yeah <laughs> this faraway place so they come back like with oh, like these like oh like i'm a slave ship and then they're like oh guinea guinea men guinea pigs like you're making this connection that somehow mm-hmm. it has something to do with those boats from yeah. faraway lands okay. you know interesting like Maybe you didn't know the difference between West Africa and South America, like which, I <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty big difference. Different continents for yeah, starters. Yeah, back then. No, but like, think about it. It's like, they're like, every year, Marty makes a new map and there's more <laughs> blobs of land. You know, it's like. Yeah. Like, you're like, all I know is what I have here. Me and the fish heads. Yeah. That's it. I'm a fish head guy. <laughs> But now you're telling me there's a whole new blob to my ah, west. Fake news, right? To my west. <laughs> to my west. <laughs> my west hand and my east hand. Take my west, please. All right. But here's the thing. And this, what, this is what I thought. So, okay. So remember when I said that long thing before? That's the thing. Definitely. The idiom for the animal that we're referencing no one truly knows why they're called guinea pigs. Oh, okay. But those are the closest kind of suggestions. That's great. It's great that its name is so old that people didn't even really, you know, they don't even know where it came from. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, because essentially they're ro- rodents. And, and like their scientific name is like cavies. You know, like how conies or rabbits, mm-hmm. like these are cavies. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing that I thought everyone should know. Because I think most of us go with that idea that 
oh, it comes from experiments. You know, they did use guinea pigs in experiments. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And then you're just basically being like, oh, it could be the same. Be like, what am I in? Lab rat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I thought this is something everyone should know. Calling someone a guinea pig had, there was a time that came earlier that had nothing to do with experiments or any of that crap. And it existed before and no one even talks about it. Well, what's the, what's the definition of that? Okay. So, um, this goes back to at least the 1700s and it was the name for an inexperienced midshipman on one of the Guinea men ships. Oh, so you could be like, like a new guy on the, on the boat and then you could be like, Oh, get out of here. I'll show you how to tie a knot. You guinea peg. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, like they're essentially unrelated, I guess, but, but but that happened way before what we know as guinea pigs. So I guess I'm going to call this a secret secret definition, secret definition, (laughs) secret idiom. Well, I just think, I think, like it, that one just didn't catch on. For yeah. example, did you know that Hydrox cookies were invented before Oreos? Yes. And the reason that they were driven to bankruptcy, I guess, is because people said you copied Oreo, and they were like, "We're here first. We just have a worse yeah. name." Right. Shouldn't have called them this, Hydrox. Well, you don't need an X in a cookie. <laughs> exactly. Also, what's with the Hydro? What is that? Like wet cookies? Means you can dump them in a hydrogen and oxygen water, and it's just as good. They're like, there's just no food in here, just elements. Well, that's what definitely what Oreos is. Oh yeah, and no, hey, no disrespect to Oreos. We love anyone who works for Oreos is listening right now. We love Oreos. Yeah, we've I'm been, just saying it's probably made of mostly weird chemicals. We're just gonna need delicious chemicals. More. Palettes to decide what we think, <laughs> what we think about them. Two or three more pallets of Oreos at our doorstep. And hey, and we'll, we'll come up with a decision. And you know, we want we one of every flavor. They got so many wacky flavors. And they have thicknesses. a lot of wacky flavors. You know, they make Oreo Dill Oreos. That's in, I would try it. I know um, that's not a thing. Though, right? <laughs> they they make Oreo whoopie pies now. Oh my God, too much. I mean, like you know, it's too much. Yeah, they don't look good. I listen. A palette of double stuff and regular stuff. I know Albert thinks I'm crazy for liking Listen, regular stuff. I'm just stuff. saying, why why have a rat when you can have a guinea pig? <laughs> I just like the extra chocolate. Could you call in if you also prefer a regular stuffed Oreo to a double oh, stuff? God. You know what's going to happen? Just call in. All of our smartest listeners are going to be like, oh, I no, agree with fun. Ryan. <laughs> double stuff <laughs> is quite droll. <laughs> Email us at don'tbeanidiom@gmail.com if you're cool with eating the regular over the double stuff. That's all I have to ask. Listen, all right, and all we'll the, move on. Nah, man. Then all the guys with their beer bellies out are gonna be like, "Woo, we like, we like it, like we're the double stuffed, just like Albert." We salute our single tooth to Albert and the double stuffed. <laughs> Albert and the double stuff is a great band name, dude. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> But it's okay. suggestive. Very. <laughs> All right. So anyway, just the next time that you hear somebody say somebody's a guinea pig, remember that it used to be an inexperienced midshipman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you could tell some. You can tell one of those single stuff people where to stuff it. Or the Spanish coney. Or the yeah, the Spanish coney. This makes no sense. They were never from Spain. But here's the thing. That is a 
wrap or the way the cookie crumbles. Cookie crumbles. Wrap is when the whole thing's done. Very smooth. On oh wait no ooh but I have fun facts. Did we say the rap first? Did we say fun facts? <laughs> say the fun facts before you then, say that's then, the end. Okay, you're so still talking. Okay, that's not the end. I'm sorry. So I thought just a couple fun facts and <laughs> <Shocker>. of course, <laughs> of course. Well, no, because at this point I feel like if I didn't, you'd be like, what? No, no. fun facts, man. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> No facts, man. <laughs> no facts, man. No fun, 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 fun facts, facts man. man. Dude, totally. We should have like a. That, we should do that. <laughs> Whatever that is. Too much effort. Margaret, draw it. Okay, so anyway, um, please. I'm not I'm demanding you of anything ever. Come on. But here's the thing. So weird. I'll cut it. That just. <laughs> no, you're. Cut it. No, I'm not cutting anything. It's a lot of work. Hmm. Listen, you should know why guinea pigs are so important. Did you know that in 1882 that they helped us figure out that the bacterium called mycobacterium tuberculosis was, you know, a thing? Tuberculosis. They like worked in the research labs or something? They had little hard hats. It was so adorable. And in 1919, they helped us figure out like how to get immune to yellow fever. Wow. That's a big deal. Tuberculosis, yellow fever. And they, uh, apparently it's because like the structure of their like, oh, I already mentioned the immune system. Their ears are very similar to ours. Really? Yes. They're not the same size though, right? They're not the same size, but they. That would be weird looking. They've been like essential to hearing research and it was like, oh, what's that one That's great. bad hearing thing? Tinnitus? What's that one? No, we have that. It's worse than that. Um, they like. The doctors were like, because of the guinea pig, we now totally understand the cochlea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'm serious. Like, and yeah. then they had this like first successful experiment of growing hair on a, what was it? What part of the ear was it? Like the ear, like regrowing like eardrum hair or something. Yeah. It was like, which I think yeah. you need. We, oh, we yeah. probably need that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll zoom through the next ones. Do you know that they like can be awake for up to 20 hours a day? They like, barely sleep because they're so like, Rrr. And they have an odd number of toes. And I was thinking about this. I was like, is that that big of a deal? Because they have four toes on the front feet and three on the back, right? I was like, that is strange. Like having a different amount of digits on either. Yeah. Right? And then I was like, I couldn't think of any animal that did. And then I was like, but but they're like, why? I was like, why is an odd number such a big deal? And then I started going through it. I was like, holy shit. Like any of the same numbers like one 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 two 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 like what yeah they all make even numbers right so like that's super rare yeah i guess it is they have an odd number of toes and then four four three three yeah four four three three apparently it's good for borrowing yeah that's 14 toes it's an even number of toes it is what did i say (laughs) isn't it four on the front and three on the back one three four five seven eight oh yeah is that four and four? Is that, is that an even number? Four, four and four? <laughs> Yo, and then shit. three and three? What am I saying? So it's eight plus six. Oh, what am I saying? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what are they saying? That's an odd number of toes. Maybe they meant odd like strange. <laughs> <laughs> and even is balanced. Moving on. <laughs> All right, this one I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna end this with a home run, okay? Yeah. 
Knock it out. Guinea pigs only have an average lifespan of about seven years, but in the Guinness Book of World Records, Snowball the guinea pig from Bring Him Nottinghamshire. <laughs> he died. Shout out to England fans. He died. He lived 14 years, 10 and a half months. Too long. Dude, that's twice their life expectancy. It's <laughs> too long. And he died on February 14th, Valentine's Day. Oh. So from now on, I think we should all celebrate the death anniversary of Snowball, the oldest guinea pig ever. No more Cupid tattoos. Replace them all with uh, guinea pig. Dude, I'm seriously going to, this is my, th- I'm, I will forever think of Snowball now. Yeah, that's nice. I couldn't, there was no pictures. <laughs> It's okay. I can I can imagine what a guinea pig looks like. He died in 1979. All right. I guess people weren't really taking pictures of their guinea pigs that much. <laughs> no, no. But you would think for the Guinness World Record, they'd be like, "Hold on, one second. Yeah. <laughs> and guinea sounds very similar to Guinness, so you know. Yeah. It seems like they'd really want that front and center in the promotional. Materials. Oh yeah, they could. Then they could have done like that in the 1979 Guinea Book of World Records. Just kidding. <laughs> The stock ticker was invented. Could have been a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> Man, could you imagine? That would be, that's the time. You mean the time when you were like the CEOs of the Guinness <laughs> Book of World Records in the 70s? Yeah, and like. You're just like smoking cigars. You're like, we take pictures of the craziest stuff. We've got the best of the <laughs> biggest of the baddest of the best. No one can F with the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> Dude, like seriously, those guys must have been flying high. Well, you know why? It's a it's a great idea. Yeah, like we're just on the whole planet. What is the biggest, the Dude, best? Actually, next episode we need to we need to do the history. Yes, I want to I want to yes. open up the next show with a history of Guinness Book of World Records. I want to know like when that started, who started it, what the deal is. Absolutely. Like what were the fr- we're like that guy is really tall, but he's <laughs> the tallest, right? <laughs> We've sent 30,000 sleuths around. <laughs> and they are creeping on those records. Like, that guy is pretty short, but is he the shortest? But is he the shortest? Let me check my memo pad here. <laughs> pretty short. Pretty short. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right, dude, we should, do, we should do a fucking megasode about the is, Guinness Book of World Records. Is there anything else about guinea pigs? Don't long live snowball. Long live snowball. Okay. And that is a wrap on guinea pigs. All right. Uh, We'll be right back after this short musical break. And then we're going to do our final idiom. Booyah. that shit for the first time ever someone is witnessing how the poison sausage is made on don't be an idiom we have a visitor in the studio uh roger holst so a little let's hear for him let's hear it for the ball 
great. So, um, welcome, Roger. We got our live audience. Enjoy the show. This yeah. is not our first rodeo with live audiences. We played in front of hundreds of thousands of people around, uh, mostly around here. You see what he did there? Not our first rodeo. Is that your idiom? <laughs> no, but actually, oh, man, if, if solid leading. <laughs> You know, if we had our own horse in a rodeo, it, they would definitely be the dark horse of the. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa! What are the odds? The dark horse. That's my uh, idiom for today. All right. Well, you led this horse to water. Might as well make him drink. I get it. Horse stuff. <laughs> it's the horse zone. <laughs> it's the horse zone. Uh, would you like although, us to stop doing horse zone? Nay, you say. Unfortunately, the first half of this episode is about guinea pigs, but besides that, it is pretty true. Look at us, always right there. And it's an animal episode. It is an animal. It's a double animal episode. What was last time? It was like both railroad crap or something? <laughs> yeah, last one was both railroad crap. <laughs> so what's the definition of dark horse? Okay, so I think when you say like you have like a dark horse in the race, it's like maybe like an unassuming something that's going to come up and... Smite them all? Smite them all? I, I would say win them all. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what you smite <laughs> you everyone smite losing? and then you win. No, you smite them down. Smite them down. <laughs> Which means you're on top if you smite everyone. Yeah, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good definition. Um, that's what it is, right? Yeah. A candidate or competitor about whom little is known, but who unexpectedly wins or succeeds. But also, it's basically they, they what also you sound like, e they're like they're like evil. I don't. I think typically it, are they dark because they're in the shadows of the real horses. Um, that's interesting. Like no one ever nice saw vision. that little guy there. Well, listen. Now that we know what a dark horse is, you know, an unexpected winner. Okay, unexpected. What, winner. what do you think? Uh, where do you think this came from? Oh God! All right, hold on. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! One of the parts of the show. Okay. Sometimes you just do something seventy-three times and never get any better at it. Okay, like guess an idiom. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I just didn't know what you're talking about. Um, so, <laughs> all right. So, okay. I What's have your it. guess? I have it. It's here. Okay. Um. Uh, dark used to be a name, right? Okay. Like that. That was like a normal, like John. All right. So you could be like, "This is my son, Dark." Yeah, is this is this like a Danish name? Yeah, or? like he's Danish, right? right yeah. Um, but um, I feel like that the Danish are pretty fair, right? Yeah, I think traditionally. So this one had darker the Danish hair. Are fair. All right. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> so anyway. so the same. So the word dark in English also means is dark in Danish. It's a, it's That's a, also what you're it's telling me. It's a happy me. accident. All right. And he also had dark hair. Okay, is good. what I'm saying. I, I get it. But anyway, um, so there was. The, the horse family that was just like their last name like like people didn't they also like last names were weird too because they were just like well, I guess we're the horse family okay. like I don't know my great grandfather probably had horse farms yeah but okay. these guys don't even have that alright so this, this kid's name's Dark Horse yeah yeah right. his name is Dark Horse so but what their family thing was actually they were lumberjacks right mm -hmm. but he was a little guy and like his dad Bert Horse was always like, "You better you if you don't cut down more trees than me, I'll never respect you." Classic uh, father right? son. But Bert's sort of like thing. huge, mm -hmm. and uh, and he's really scary. He like eats people. 
<laughs> it's a human but, like, or the dark horse is more like he's like more into like poetry and shit all right so um like there's the annual lumberjack competition yeah which is big in like far the, the, the forests of canada i guess all right so we're shifting from denmark to canada uh, yeah they, okay. they were the like they were like kind of like the pennsylvania dutch but it's like the the canadian dark canadian De- canadian danish <laughs> <laughs> okay great <laughs> so it's like that right yeah so um you know like what did i say his name is bart horse the dad yeah bart horse is like he br- he like goes into his son's room on the eve of the comp of the lumberjack competition he's like he's like so are you ready to earn my respect and then he's just like father i wrote you this <laughs> i wrote you this epic poem yeah <laughs> and you know, it's a really big deal to write an epic poem. Right, yeah. And he's like, so like, in a way, I'm winning the poetry competition. Oh, okay. And then his dad's So he like, really won in life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's like, I didn't see that coming. I thought my son was going to be a great yeah. lumberjack, uh, I don't know, like star. Yeah. But really, because he wrote an epic poem. He like flipped it, and he's like, he look, I'm, sat- I'm satisfying my own self, which is the true... That's the true win. I don't need your approval, Dad. Great, Great guess. And, uh, you know, I guess it was kind of like his defiance of what the race really is, is why a dark horse can win it. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I guess people know his name because he published this poem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, good. No, that's like way off. I would like um, a redo. I feel like I started off wrong and then... <laughs> that's not my fault. You know, that's your problem. I feel like it's because I'm wearing like a plaid shirt. I was like lumberjack. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't think we have time to plug in all the holes of your story. So it's probably. <laughs> I wanted to do better for Raj. It's a lot of pressure doing a live audience. No, it was good. It was good. That's um, fine. That's fine. It was just, I'm just saying it was incorrect. This, ep- this half of the episode is all about horse races. Hey, I said horse. I, well, yeah. The <laughs> word horse is in the idiom. And, you know, this is this one's for my grandfather because he loved horse races. He even worked at the Monmouth Park uh, racetrack. Oh, I bet he. This was your like cool grandpa. My dad, dad, yeah. yeah. And so you know he'd like wear gold chain. He got his like white mustache, his white button up, and he would go and he was the ticket guy at Monmouth oh, Park. <laughs> and like his wife's like, "Where are you going, Hal?" And he's like, "It's horse time, baby." <laughs> <laughs> and those are my grandparents. Like, yeah. <laughs> but dude, like, could you imagine? Like, I I could see it. Like him getting so gold, like gold chained up, like getting into the booth to yeah, sell tickets. Yeah, he loved it. He loved it. And then when he was done, he would go gamble. Of course. I and mean, how like, could you not? But like, and you know, I bet people were like, "I hope we get him." <laughs> I hope he's our ticket guy. Right? Yeah, I would. God, they should have a plaque up for him. So. uh I think he would have appreciated this. But anyway, history of horse racing. I mean, we don't have enough time to go into the, to whole, learn the whole, history whole history of horse, of horse racing. racing. But it's been back. How long do you think it's been around for? 300 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so much more than 300 no, 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 years. No, that's, yeah. a, that's a joke guess. Okay. Uh, 4,000 years. <laughs> Um, that's closer. So really? 700 BC is the oh, first yeah. recorded, okay. Okay. but that means it was probably prehistory because, like, we're talking ancient Greeks. They didn't write everything down, right? You know, until around that time. They so it's probably forever. Moment. As soon as a dude saw a horse, he's like, 
I'm racing that. I got to write that down. <laughs> like <laughs> yesterday <laughs> about the horse. I got to remind myself. <laughs> yeah. I got to write down that I got to race that horse invent, like yesterday. I got to invent the written language. <laughs> Have you seen these horses? <laughs> they are moving. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> fuck, man. I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Success. Ryan's been derailed. Um. That is the point. That is the secret point of this show. So even in the ancient Greek Olympic Games, horse racing was one of the events. I mean, all right. So yeah, that's it's been that's around old, for a while. Man, that's old. But you know, eventually the English it gets to England and they're like, we're gonna race these things, right? And we're gonna do it better and than the Egyptians. We're gonna you wait and see. <laughs> Egyptians. <laughs> wait, and what did you say? <laughs> ancient Greece, but yeah, it same diff. <laughs> Same diff. So, ever since the 1100s in England, horse races has been going on, and then it comes over to America. All right, the red, white, and blue. Okay. <laughs> in 1664, that was the first first American uh, horse race. Really? Yeah, yeah, the first organized race. Who in won? North America. No idea. Jopley Jones. It was jo- <laughs> I think it was Jopley Jones that first night. Yeah. So anyway. In horse racing, there is the phrase dark horse, which means one that little was known about. So you really couldn't place bets on them or odds on them because no one had any information about them. Could you imagine like... So Jobsy Jones walks in. No one's ever heard of him, whatever word you said. And you know, one guy's like, I like to bet on Jobsy Jones. And, and everyone's like... And his like, friends are like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I don't even yeah. see him on the paper yet. Yeah, and then and then that's the dark horse because so little is known about Dude, it. Dude, the odds must be huge. Yeah, exactly. I bet it's a mob thing, right? And it also this also might have contributed to it um, if jockeys trained their horses in a very pro, like a private way. That was a dark oh, horse yeah, so because you see in the tricks because you were in the dark about how the horse yeah. was being trained or whatever. They're like, see, most people beat their horses one hundred times. We beat them five thousand times. Right. So that's and boy, do they move? It's an example of a secret that the jockeys kept amongst themselves. The secret is hidden <laughs> and cocaine. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> right. Well, I'm not sure if that was the case. <laughs> In the exact time period that we're, we're talking about. So you might be asking, you know, people are throwing around the word, the words dark horse. They've got a meaning for it. But does your average person that doesn't go see horse races in the 1800s, do they ever get to hear that? I don't know. I mean, I've never been to a horse race. Have you? Um, yes. Oh, because your grandpa was yeah. the ticket guy. <laughs> like, see yeah. this? I'm wearing my grandson on a chain. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> My grandfather's baby chain. <laughs> a chain. With you on. I know. It's, I get that. Um, yeah, anyway. No, this British novelist wrote this book called The Young Duke. It was the first time that Dark Horse was written to paper. So it's the first time it was kind of like brought to... The yeah, masses. Right. And the quote was this. The first favorite was never heard of. The second favorite was never seen after the distance post. 
All the 10 to oneers were in the race, and a dark horse, which had never been thought of, rushed past the grandstand in sweeping triumph. Dude, that must be so cool to have yeah. the dark horse. Right. That, that's, that's a good feeling. Right. Dark horse comics. Oh. Oh. There you go. So this eventually jumped over into American politics, and that's where we see it used. Dark horse in the race. Yeah, the dark horse in the race. Exactly. And um, there's a president who is considered the first dark horse candidate. Hmm. You want to guess who that was? Let me think. Ross Perot. It was, <laughs> it was James K. Polk. You're kidding. The 11th the president. Polkster. Old Polkster. He's, he does Jim like Polkster. a bit of a dark, dastardly horse. Well, he was from Tennessee. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, you know, like the election was up and all of the delegates were voting for the next president and uh, Martin Van Buren was one of them. He had already mm. been president mm-hmm. and now he's up again and like they couldn't settle on anyone so someone threw Polk's name in there and then quickly he's just started garnering all the Wait, votes. as like a third party guy? He, just like kind of like oh let's throw his name in there for the nomination for the Democratic Party. And, and then he went, people went nuts? And people were like the Polkster that's a great <laughs> idea. And so he was in Tennessee at the time while, they, while everyone else is voting, and it took days before he even found out that he was like the, the presidential like, nominee. I'm just drinking some whiskey over here. What? <laughs> I mean, what is going on? Oh, the poster's got to be the El Presidente. <laughs> so this is the guy who's the first political dark horse. Well, it's really fun that he didn't even know he was in the race. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's why the dark horse is so good. It's like it just this is it doesn't even know what it's doing. Right. It's, it's a it's a surprise win because they've whipped the will out of it. It's just going whipping. Uh, anyway, so an, one unusual fact about Polk. Um, <laughs> um, this isn't this is serious though. He had a serious and excruciating surgery for bladder stones. Oh, and word on the street was that he had no longer was no longer able to use his member oh his penis because of the stones because of the stones and he never had any kids oh man well so you know was he a good president or I, was he president did you say or was he was nominate? he okay. was president yeah did he get reelected I think he did a one he was like I didn't even one want to be president time? in the first yeah. place uh, he did one term he's like I just like the big bed for me and my kidney stones <laughs> Plenty of room for my sack to spread out. Ew. Um, and uh, I guess that's kind of like the major, those are the major points that Polk was an American dark horse. I love it. And so it came he's, from. He's uh, the first dark, um, a political dark horse. Yeah. But you know, like Trump technically was a dark horse for, the, for a while there in the beginning. <laughs> Things have changed. Obama was technically a dark horse. I mean... He kind of came out of nowhere. He's cool. Uh, I just want to end with a couple of other horse racing idioms. Because there are... You know, we get a lot from the British Navy. We get a lot from... Mm. What else do we get a lot from? Nautical stuff. uh, The Middle Ages. Well, I was talking about the horse marines last week. But they're made up. Right. Okay. So that's... A little different, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wrote it down. But there's a lot of idioms that come from horse racing, and hands down is one of them. Like, yeah, that is hands down the best gosh darn thing I've ever seen. I know that one. 
So isn't it when their lead is so good that they like put their hands down somehow? They like relax or something? Exactly. The jockeys loosen. They don't need to be so tight on the straps anymore because yeah, they're, like, they're like, I got this. And you put your hands in and they're doing the sound <laughs> the horse makes. <laughs> and they're eating a carrot from both ends. <laughs> So um, I thought that was interesting. I hadn't heard that before about hands down. And also give and take. That's a horse one? That's also a horse one. Because Is that about the betting? It's in the 1700s to have a fair balanced race, heavier horses or no, lighter horses would get like put have weight put on them. What? To, so they would level out in their um, weights. And Whoa. so it was a more even race. Dude, that's crazy, actually. Uh, which also, Where that logic the, doesn't really make any sense, though. I would say though, that right? the big horse has the advantage because it's Definitely. used to running with all that weight. <laughs> right, right. Unless they train it with all the weight. That makes more sense. Or maybe I if guess. the bigger one was too heavy, they would like cut a big chunk off. That makes that. So that's fair. Lighten the load. Uh, and so, yeah, so, so give and take comes from, from that practice. It's been around since the 1700s. I, I was uh, thought you were gonna say something like when they you know like now they have like odds or whatever like oh this they're gonna win or they get this many points or whatever. yeah and they're like this horse is definitely gonna win give or take he loses <laughs> yeah like that's um, like how it was see. really not specific back then right right yeah I could see that being a a way now everything's in a very rigid line ugh never been good with lines Mm-mm. too straight. So uh, that's the wrap on Dark Horse. Hey. And if you made it to the end, thank you. Um, you, have a, you have a strong will. Strong will. And let me see here. Hit us up at don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com. Uh, if you feel like supporting the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash oh, yeah. don't be an idiom. You know what? Yeah. And we forgot to talk about uh, our special patron person, but that's okay because Roger, you know, he's a special guest. It's a whole thing. Special guest. Very, that's special enough. Yeah, but we, we we'll are going to get gonna, you next time. We are going to get you next time. And I guess that's it. Check um, out the Instagram, right? Did you already say that? No, I didn't say that. You know, not many people were very impressed with the, the Busman's Holiday <laughs> Rat Springsteen post. Wow. <laughs> Well, maybe it was too smart for the room. It was too smart for the room. Because that thing is layered, baby. <laughs> layered and and created by AI. So Alright, until next time, don't, don't be, be an idiot. And thanks for joining us, Raj. It's the Strombo Moon 
On the horizon, yo, yeah It's the Stromboom Oh, my God.